Hi, my name is Jackie Randall, and you're listening to Your Art Matters, the conversation series where I bring to you the people who have influenced, inspired, guided, shared, and supported me along the path that has led me to this very moment. You'll be meeting my friends, classmates, teachers, professors, professional acquaintances, members of the creative community, and beyond. I wouldn't be who I am today without knowing them, and I just wanted to share their journeys in art with you. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I've had in having them. To quote Ayn Rand and One Tree Hill's Lucas Scott, the world you desire can be one. It exists. It is real. It is possible. It is yours. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. So on today's episode of Your Art Matters, we have Charlie. Charlie and I went to college together. We graduated in the same graphic design group, and um, we took a lot of classes together our senior year. Uh, actually, our my first web design class, you were also in. Um, and then just our senior portfolio classes. And now in the last few years, uh, Charlie's actually kind of gone on a different path from graphic design, and we'll get into that now, and um, if you want to introduce yourself. Uh, hey everybody, I'm Charlie, and uh, I'm here to talk about myself for an hour. <laughs> I work for the television network uh, Univision, um, which for those who don't know is a, kind of a, they're a national kind of broadcasting network uh, for the Hispanic community. And they do, they do have some other channels as well. Uh, currently, I handle the uh, Bounce stations, and Bounce is actually a network uh, targeted towards uh, African Americans. So you know they have that kind of programming, and they kind of handed to me uh, seven stations. You know, because across the nation they broadcast from different uh, for different like time zones or whatever, and the commercials for those areas kind of target towards uh, people from there so it's like I basically schedule the commercials for each of those markets um, which is a lot less interesting than it sounds but <laughs> um, it's a very for me it's a very uh, relaxing job uh, easy going the people are great the environment's great uh -huh. and I feel like you know despite being much different a much different uh, place where I see myself having a uh, going um it's 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 where i'm happy being right now yeah because it's it's all about the mindset you have yeah um, it's not graphic design related but it is uh it's it's i'm happy yeah and that's what's important i think that a lot of people need to kind of look towards that when they're looking for a job because yeah some people i think over worry mm -hmm. about like oh man if i don't get this graphic design job or you know, a job in the industry, I'm, I'm never going to make it and be stuck, mm -hmm. but I don't feel that way. Yeah, and uh, we'll kind of get into some of the the different areas of, of design and things that have kind of gotten you there. Yeah. Um, how maybe was art introduced or, you know, kind of, I don't know, your creative path as a, as a maybe a kid or whenever you got into... Um, art and design and knowing it, you know, it was going to be where you'd want to work, I guess. Right, right. Um, so my story begins a long, long time ago. 
way before I can remember. No, I remember clearly because um, back when uh, I had this uncle and I thought he was a really cool guy, you know, uh, he'd had, he'd had, he had video games, so this was around the early 90s, and what he decided to do, he was just kind of like, you know, I guess growing out of it and, you know, me being his nephew, he decided to dump all his video games on me. So, like, um, I kind of, like, found an interest in uh, video games in general from, you know, what I played. And the thing that captured me was the idea of um, a person being able to manipulate imagery on a screen, not through any, you know, physical means, but just by pressing buttons, very sim very uh, simplistic inputs kind of make things happen. Mm -hmm. And that was just very interesting because as kids, we'd watch cartoons and all, but video games added that layer of uh, interactivity that kind of just astounded me. Like, technology to me was right then and there just this thing that just was so amazing and something I could be a part of. Yeah. Um, I just didn't, wasn't aware of what I could do with it. And I just how to go about it. Yeah, I, I was so young. I just like just like video games, and like I always kind of like you know play video games, play card games, you know, watch cartoons, just regular kid stuff. And I was just kind of like thinking like, oh, this is so interesting. And um, one of the things I probably shouldn't have done because I was so intrigued by video game uh, or television, just technology in general. It was like um, I'd be interested in how these images show up on the screen, so I'd get really close to the screen just to kind of understand <laughs> it, because they say, you know, you can't, to learn something, you have to truly get up close and personal with it, and that probably wasn't the best idea, because... They always tell you to stay away from the TV. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, you know, you don't, nothing ventured, nothing gained, you know, so I did that, and then I needed glasses, but um, I'd like to just blend that genetics, because everyone wears glasses in my family, but like, I feel like I might have had a hand in my own downfall, so, um, but it was so interesting, because... What I learned from that, like from a very young age before, you know, you'd see like YouTube videos explain the most mundane things, like how TVs work. I learned before that that you know colors would show up on the screen, but they're made up like little dots. Yeah. And like no one would have ever told me, you know, pixels. Even and... even like Bill Nye was like never explained something like that because it's just <laughs> such a thing no one really acts. It's like oh, it's just stuff on the screen. You just you're accepting the medium and you're not really dissecting like how it's it's a thing. Yeah. So like from that kind of beginning I was just so interested in and how things work why things work because it was stuff I enjoyed so it's like video games how do they work you know you put a, you have this console you put a thing in it and it just boots on and stuff shows up on screen mm -hmm. it's like you know the kids don't think about that they just like want to play have fun yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that but for me it just kind of like clicked yeah so I don't know when I was like getting my hand on more video games um uh, god bless my uncle because you know he gave he gave we were, I remember this story. It was a very, it's a very strange story. Uh -huh. um, but it's how I, 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 we were like walking through a park, rainy day, um, or after the rain, it just stopped, and in like the wet grass was like, a, <laughs> was like a Game Boy, the old school Game Boy, and it was like, it, we, I picked it up and I'm like, look, look what I found. We like, well, we gotta see if it works. So like, we went home, let it dry, cleaned it out. And like I had a game in it and everything, what? it worked just fine. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool, because this thing. Here think, we go. Yeah, back in the day, it was like 
I don't know, two hundred bucks there, or something like that. Was it like a Game Boy Color? Or no, no, it was, it was like the, the gray, the, the brick, gray one. The brick. Yeah, okay. and I was like, it's kind of crazy. It's like I had this, so I'm like, gift from whoever dropped it in the grass. Yeah, you know, <laughs> got you know, thank God I found this because it's, it works, and I was I got like. Uh, it came with like a Mario game in it. Oh, nice! And I was like, "All right, cool." And I played it. I was like, "This is pretty interesting." And then I got Pokemon for it. I'm like, "Cool, yeah. cool." So like, now I had gaming on the go, and I was like, "This whole new level." I'm like, "How does this work?" I look really close <laughs> to the screen because I'm curious. It's probably safer to look at the little Game Boy than it is the TV. Yeah, because it's like, okay, this doesn't really light up, but it still makes pictures move around. It's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. And before I forget to mention the console he had originally given me, which I spent so many hours on, was a Sega Genesis, uh-huh. and he had. He had a couple games for it, but what really captured me was the Sonic the Hedgehog games. Yeah. Because um, they were fast paced. They had the graphics. The graphics. Yeah. And the, the color, I just something about the the blend of the colors, the, the environment. I'm picturing it all now. Yeah, yeah. like it's very the, vibrant and and action packed. And for its time, it was like it was their flagship mascot, mm-hmm. and they made it. They just made such a wonderful. It was, of, like, iconic. Yeah, because, you know, Nintendo had Mario, so they needed to come up with something to compete. So they did. They, I really felt it was a good competitor. And, you know, one thing about it was the blend of gameplay, graphics, and music. Uh-huh. Oh, everything just kind of jived together. It was yeah. so amazing. And they had this, like, kind of, like, all, all these games for the for that era that just kind of, like, it was almost like they could do no wrong. It was great. Right. You know, and that's what really kind of, like, intrigued me because I was, like, this guy's a this guy's a hero. Yeah. I remember another story. I got sick and was uh, stuck in school, or st- uh, stuck at home from stayed home from school, and um, I had to I had to find something to do. So like I had the my TV on the other end of the room and I'm just sitting there sick. I'm like I decided like oh let me play through this. Uh, I think it was like Sonic Three and Knuckles, which is before I mentioned also another piece of uh, wonderful technology because. Back in the day, we were used to having a single cart that played the game. Uh-huh. This thing was basically uh, a cart, and it had a slot on top. You put a second game, oh. and they dubbed it uh, Lock-On Technology. And I'm like, now how in the world does that even work? Yeah. So that's just a whole other layer. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I it was it made it basically doubled the that's... length of the game. So I played through that the entire day, and I was like, this is what I this is what this I want to get into this. this. Is it. Yeah. Yeah, because I just. It tells a story without any any words, yeah. just through nothing but action, and like you can feel it in the environments and the music. It just it, it tells its tale just from feeling it, just from mm-hmm. playing it, and it's just like, it's, I, yeah. I just it just it I, it, it said something to me. <laughs> yeah, it it, um, it real. I mean, yeah, video games and just kind of any entertainment like that. There's such consideration for design, color. Um, branding composition mm. like everything is like encapsulated into this experience so well that you don't you don't think about it yeah, unless yeah. you actually want to start thinking about it yeah so that's really that's that's really awesome and uh it actually touches on kind of my my next question that i usually ask um is your s- support system in you know in developing any creative drive so it sounds like your uncle was kind of that that driving force is there anyone else in your family that um, had any kind of artistic background or just, you know, your support system? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, like, back then, before I, like, after playing all these video games, um, I was mostly, like, um, I was mostly supported just, uh, 
like I was just basically told, oh, do well in school and you can do whatever. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, uh, because I did, aside from games, before really putting pen to paper, I liked making things, mm -hmm. like making, you know, I remember these videos growing up. It's like, um, they'd make like, I remember the video specifically, they'd make like, they made like a city, uh -huh. basically made of cartons, like milk cartons okay. and all that, and they painted them. Yeah. And like, it was like done to like very soft playing music. There was no talking. They're just like doing stuff mm -hmm. and, and assembling it. And that kind of intrigued me because I felt like, oh, I want to do stuff like that too. So I remember I take like a Colgate tool, toothpick box mm -hmm. and a couple of like uh, water bottle caps or and just like attach them to the side of them and make like a car or okay, something. Yeah. So like stuff like that um, I'd make. Unfortunately, um, due to the just just is my mom very kind of a neat freak, so she like you can't throw away all you your gotta, resources. You gotta throw all this away. I'm like, okay, so like I never kept you know, you don't I couldn't like keep your really, work. Yeah, keep my work, expand on it, make stuff. I just had to like dump it. So I'm like, yeah. you know, single tier, I couldn't make anything. <laughs> so and then, you but know... You had, you had the interest and you were doing it even though, you know, sometimes art, you know, you don't get to keep it, so... Yeah, but, like, it, it's like, all right, you know, I'll make, I'll make stuff eventually. I'll make more stuff. So, I go to, like, school and, like, uh, they'd give us... This is where it kind of gets sad because it's, like, um, they give us uh, clay to uh -huh. play with. And, like, I made, like... I think I made, like, a Bulbasaur or something. Oh, yeah. But, like, I got picked on so that, like, this kid just, like, crushed it or whatever. Oh, no. And just, like, you know, stuff like that. It's, like, you know, does it, 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 most kids just get put down by that. And that I was not excluded from that. I just yeah. really felt better from that. Oh. So, like, stuff like that, you know, I'd make a drawing and they draw over it. It was, like, you know, that's that's just what comes with the territory. Uh, before before I go on though, I'd like to mention like I grew up up north, North Jersey. Yeah. So like I grew up in Patterson. It wasn't the most, you know, nicest of neighborhoods. It was just how it was. It was a public school system. Whatever. It was kind of like knowing, looking back, it's like well that was expected. So, you know, hopefully, you know, it's been like a long time since then. So well, hopefully things are a lot better. You know, I do visit from time to time yeah. up there, but you know, I think that's an important thing is like school. Uh, is definitely an important part of it because it's not like they, you know, they taught us like oh, you know, arts and crafts, but like I wanted to think outside the box and I made that you know, yeah. little thing. Of course, it gets destroyed. But, you know, from there, it's like uh, the one thing I do did get to hold on to was um, I was given Legos. Uh, and like, yeah. you know, Legos is a tool, but that's not something you could throw away. Yeah. So, like, aside from making what was on the box, I just, I just assembled it and I was like, let me make my own stuff. So, I made like uh, I made like a, a like a small spaceship that apparently looked like something from Star Wars. I had never, <laughs> I had never seen Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars is not part of my life, and yet I just like uh, saw pieces and was like, just oh, made it. yeah, just put it together. And it, like I had the eye for like symmetry because I made sure both sides. Yeah. It was very you know they were the same, and then you know things were in certain places, and it was just it just funny enough that's something I've actually kept. Um, you kept for, the. Yeah, I still have it. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. It's it's it it always reminded me like you know what it's it's never you're never like too young or you know there's never something like to to say like oh man I don't think I can be creative like 
yeah, you can't. You just put stuff together and see what you make. Yeah, and absolutely. Like, and I didn't work from. I didn't like working from like the manuals because again, it was like it was this big helicopter I could have made, but instead I just made different little things. And I just I fell in love with Lego. Like, I love Legos. Yeah. Uh, and nowadays I'm planning to like, well, what if I just buy a big old bin of Legos and just make <laughs> stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but like act like a kid again. Yeah, but like again, my my family always kind of like. Support. They were supportive about they were, this. They were supportive about like working academically, and I really had to work hard because at some point, um, the uh, my uh, my father was no longer in the picture. Mm -hmm. So then we had to like move and move down mm -hmm. south, and like I really had to like focus on my work. And my mother, my mother was always like, you know, no matter what what you do, you know, I will support you. And mm -hmm. I was just glad for that because that was really important to my development, like throughout high school. It's like. I'm going to work as hard as I can to make her proud. Yeah. And to make whatever dream I come up with true. Um, so she was, always, you know, my family was always kind of there for me. They knew me as like, you know, like he's a smart kid and, you know, he could do whatever. Yeah. And I always wanted to like, you know, do my best to for make, them. you know, to for, you know, just work hard and make sure college gets paid off. <laughs> that was always an over thing. Like, oh my gosh. Who's going to pay for school? Loans. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. So now kind of moving forward into like maybe high school and getting into like college, what was like the decision like to be going, you know, to make a decision to want to do something in the design art world and um, kind of take us through maybe getting to Rowan or anything like that? Yeah. Um, well, uh, when, I, when I thought about wanting to do something towards video games, it was very ambitious in the beginning it was like oh i'm gonna make video games when i was a kid and i was like this is kind of a lot of a lot for me to kind of handle because as i'm going through school it's like nothing really nothing's really here to kind of gear me towards that maybe a programming class or something but i go into high school and my dreams kind of like they took a dive of like well maybe not make video games maybe like video, it was like towards right before high school it was like maybe video game tester and now i go into high school i'm like maybe something more practical so i took like um there was like a intro to like I forgot what the name of it is, but it basically introduced us to creating stuff on the computer. Mm -hmm. Um, using, a computer art class or something. Yeah, something like that. So it was like, oh, you know, use Photoshop, basics of Photoshop, basics of uh, Windows Movie Maker, whatever, just like basic stuff, just to teach us like how to use some of those Microsoft programs, like mm -hmm. PowerPoint and all that. Um, which kind of like I was like, all right, this is cool. It was a lot of goofing off in that class. Uh, I had a uh, peer who just like we just played like a, a, a video game or whatever and I'd watch them and we'd play together it was, yeah it was like goofing around. yeah but like it, it we did like I did like touch upon like video editing and all that stuff in there and then when it was like that was like probably like I'm gonna say sophomore year so then like junior year it was an actual like graphic class you know where we really learned how to use Photoshop and Illustrator mm -hmm. and I took that and I was like this is pretty fun and I figured, you know what, I really like, like, again, that thinking back to, like, liking things that are colorful and, you know, liking things that are just visually interesting. I was like, eh, maybe I'll do something like this. Mm -hmm. You know, then senior year came around and I took, like, the second level to that course and I really just really dove into, like, learning about Photoshop and Illustrator and, like, you know, and just... You know, I had talks with, like, the teacher, and they're like, yeah, you should be a graphic designer. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. So that's what <laughs> I'll do. Um, I, had, I had a similar experience. I just had the teacher tell me, you should be a graphic designer. Like, okay, cool. I'll do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, it just, it's just how things worked. And 
thankfully I had like uh, I was in a NJ Stars program, mm-hmm. which uh, said you know basically it was like oh you could do two years of community for free, and I'm like okay I guess I'll do that right now. Yeah. So um, I did that and went into Cumberland County College, um, and kind of had to like oh you know do I forgot what. I think they still, they was definitely, the degree was definitely like graphic design, Mm -hmm. uh, associates, something. Because it had to be, because I had plans of like transferring. So there were two degrees. It was like just the associates and then like the transferable one. Yeah. I ended up taking up the wrong one. So I had to to cram a class or two at the end of it. But it all worked out because I I made sure to take all the classes I could only take here right away and all that. And it was, it was, um... Yeah, it, was, it taught me a lot about what it means to be a graphic designer, the very basics, and really expanded upon those skills I had built up. Um, and it was just transferring the role was just very, it was very different because I get the stigma about community colleges, basically, it's like high school 2.0. Yeah. So you'd like see a lot of the same, you see a lot, seeing a lot of same people, people. same, same with a lot of, uh, see, the, see the same with a lot of attitudes. Uh-huh. Because, you know, you you see kids who, who take it very seriously, but then there's others who kind of slack, who don't think they should be doing this or whatever. Right. It's like, well, what are, you, what are you paying for, you know? Yeah. So it's it's like dealing with that was like, oh, you know, I'm going to work hard as I can. They won't, but I will. Yeah. You know, kind of have to focus Different on myself. attitudes. Because I know I'm going to be transferring. Mm-hmm. And the funny story about transferring the road was uh, most, most people have like, oh, I get, uh, here's my one, two, three choices or four or five choices, you know, but I had, I had an English teacher in high school and he had his, he had his degree on the wall and it was for Rowan. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, you went to Rowan? He said, yeah, grade school, whatever. And I'm like, I get, and he's like, you should go. And I'm like, sure, I can try that. <laughs> so I, I, I go to pick my schools for transfer wherever I'm going. And I'm like, Rowan, Rowan. That's it. Yeah. So like I I was like, I should probably pick more schools, but I don't no. I don't know. I just like it was like I didn't know what I was doing because 'cause I'm like yeah. whatever and then they they accepted me. I'm like Okay. I had a feeling it was just like Well yeah, on that same Rowan's literally the only school I applied to. Yeah. Like I'm not like literally I was like, I don't know where else I want to apply to. I just had this this idea from my youth. Yeah. Being in this area, so Right there with you. <laughs> and it's like, what if they, what if that didn't work out? What do you do? There's like, no plan B. Right. <laughs> For someone who like yeah. likes having backup plans, I have I, no back. It's just it, you God, have that feeling. Yeah, that works in mysterious ways. I'm like, he was looking at my side. He looked at my. I don't think we had a portfolio at the time because this was even. This was like they have to accept you and then you go for a portfolio. Right. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who liked what I said. I think I just talked about like wanting to make. Here's here's the thing. Like this is this is all interconnected. Like, mm-hmm. I told them, basically, what I always had in my mind was that because I wanted to work in video games because, in the end, I wanted to make something that made people happy. Yeah. That was, like, the bottom line for mm-hmm. me. So, like, because video games made me happy, I want to make other people happy, and that was basically the, the foundation that anything I worked on. Right. So, like, I apparently, I laid that out for them, and I guess they liked it. Like, yeah. Just, I, I, it was sounded cheesy to me, but, like, no, whatever, it's it works. good, yeah. Yeah, so then they... Looked in the portfolio, and then You're, the rest is history. Yeah, and it, it's a, it's also good that um, Rowan has a graphic design specialization too. It's not yeah. just people might not think of it as you know an art school, quote unquote, but they do have an amazing art program with that graphics yeah, special specialization. So 
lucked out and having uh, one option. <laughs> it's a good option. It's a good option. Yeah. Um, so now you got into the like you know the art program and you knew you wanted to uh, you know do graphic design and with that is kind of getting a bachelor in fine art. Um, what was the process like? Because I know you know coming from community college this feels like, you know, maybe some other people have been in this program and they've developed connections and you're kind of coming in as an outsider and then kind of, you know. Yeah, I definitely felt that because I'm used to, like, moving around a lot. Uh Um, In my youth, I didn't, like, I went to public, I went to public school for the first, up to, like, third grade. Uh Then I transferred to a uh, private school for another two I think it was two years mm-hmm. and then another school for the last two years so I'm like I never really it was hard for me to even like make friends because you knew you were moving you you were kind of in that realm. yeah so like I send, and then I moved finally down south to Vineland and it's like this high school it's like 99% of everyone knows each other um everyone's kind of figured out you got you got your loners you got your jocks you got your bullies whatever so they're all kind of established, and I'm like, I'm dead, you know. <laughs> so I go in there, and I, I, I kind of like, kind of try to find where to fit in. But in the end, it was like nothing really stuck because everyone was just you know, a lot of just immature kids or whatever. And it's like I'm not saying it like I never had this mindset like I'm better than I'm right. just I'm just kind of having this mindset did, like I'm lost. Did you feel like? The art building was kind of... Did you find your home there? Oh, I, I, that more so than anywhere else. Like, I never really, like... The the bad thing was I never, like, wrenched out. Like, wrenched out and went to the events or whatever. Because, unfortunately, many people don't know this, but I didn't, like... I didn't, like, have my own car. Uh-huh. I didn't even drive. And it was very, very weird having to, like, avoid things because I couldn't really go to them. Yeah. And it was, like, kind of, like, not depressing because I... I understood it, but I didn't want other people to, like, pity me or anything. Right, right. Because it was like, so I, just... I had to commute and all this. And it's like, it's very different because people can do stuff on their own here, you know. And they just are free to hang out, free to stay over, you know, mm-hmm. work on stuff. And I have to, like, I got to get back home. And it kind of, like, sucked because I wasn't on campus. But, like, you know, due to the situation, I just couldn't. Yeah. So I had to make the best of it and not let it get to me. Right. And, um, but definitely the art building felt like like a place that I could best relate to. Yeah. I think I had like I had like one science class in like another building. Uh-huh. It was physics. Yeah. And like like it was weird being in like a non art class. Uh um, with like since, normal people. <laughs> yeah, since like even doing Rowan and it was like I don't know, it was very like, you know, it was it very it just felt very like I, I didn't I didn't like being there. Like I was yeah. so used to being in the art building and doing art classes, like I was like I just want to do the class and be out of there. Right. And uh, I was just, it, I, I really liked the the people, the atmosphere of the art building. It was very nice, very, you know, uh, much more accepting. Yeah. Um, people were just like, you know, they're like yelling in an art room and eating snacks and having fun. Like just, yeah. it's like a party all the time. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this is kind of wild. You it, know, this it was is... its own unique pocket of yeah. not only the campus, but the world. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 liked it. I liked it. Um, you know, I wish I kind of like, you know, was part like more part of it because the, the thing with me, um, because I get, I don't know if it's like my how I learn how I kind of uh, t- see the world, but like 
I'm more, I've always been more of an observer because I was always afraid of not doing things right because unfortunately since I changed school so much as a youth, it was hard for me to develop, you know, connections with people. So it's like, I guess what I'm best at is just like sitting on the side and just kind of seeing how people do things. So that's really the only way to learn because otherwise I kind of make a fool of myself. I'm like, just, you know, whatever, let them be. And I don't try to like mess with that just like enjoy the atmosphere because it's very like something I could take in without needing to be part of it which is kind of like a positive spin on just saying like oh I didn't have too many friends but like it's just how life's been and so as long as I kept my head up high and just worked on what I needed to work on I'd be just fine yeah um which you know I don't know if it worked out I'm kind of just I'm kind of like, okay, so, like, I graduated, but, like, I don't really have an, a foot in the door or anything. Meanwhile, everyone else had, like, some some people had, like, already jobs lined up. Yeah. And some people had, like, you know, people like, people with connections and able to, like, all, you know, help me find something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I didn't have all of that, so that's why I can, like, it was a slow start after graduation, but, like, you know, never... Everything, kept me down, really. yeah, and everything kind of like serves, you know, a purpose and your experiences. And I'm, I'm, every everyone's, you know, journeys and everything are different. But I think it makes you who you are, and it gives, it provides you kind of skills and and idea sets that you know, you can, you know, you can work with. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I know I didn't, I definitely didn't stop learning. I, I was learning every day, and that's mm-hmm. what was most important. I think people. Yeah. Uh, overlook that when they worry about like how people see them or whatever Mm -hmm. like you know it's a whole stigma of like oh I gotta be in school I gotta fit in Mm -hmm. but it's like you know if you don't do well in school itself then it's like you got nothing to hold you up when you're out of it Mm -hmm. It, it's it's just kind of like you know kind of like a mindset I just try to keep like just stay positive work hard and you'll be fine yeah so now um, approaching graduation and kind of knowing, you know, you've got to find a job, maybe in the industry, what was the process like of either, you know, looking for a job or maybe establishing a job elsewhere and just kind of finding your footing after graduation? Right. So, um, looking around for a while, I saw there was no real graphic design jobs immediately, but I needed the money. So, um, a friend of my mom's decided, hey, you should apply to be uh, a substitute teacher for the district and I'm like okay I have no I the only background I had in that was teaching uh, uh, religious classes at my local church and uh, with that and a couple uh, references uh, I managed to net a position as a substitute teacher I taught around the district at a couple of schools for uh, close to a year and uh, it was it definitely taught me a lot about uh, mostly how to handle kids <laughs> because uh, kids can be troublesome at times but for the most part how to better uh, help me with my speaking with being able to convey ideas over a large crowd mm-hmm. uh, being able to translate what I see in the book and try to make it interesting mm-hmm. and try to make fun of it because uh, what, nothing captures a kid's attention more than having fun while they're learning. Yeah. So I try my best to do that when possible. Um, and all in all, it, was, it set a good foundation for a lot of like management of my workload. 
mm -hmm. um, and kind of a lot of time management because you know going from class to class, especially if you're like handling, like, you you're like given the job of like I was given. Luckily, I, I uh, handled like the Spanish class for one school, um, and I go around from class to class teaching Spanish. So I had to like make sure I had my materials, make sure I'd finish things up in a timely manner because. You know, when the period was over, you know, the next teacher was coming in, and then I had to be out of there, mm -hmm. make sure I made have enough time to clean up everything and go. Um, so it was very, it was, it was kind of fast paced, uh, but also relaxing in the fact that, you know, these kids are learning, and it was like we're having fun, they're enjoying it, and for the most part, um, and that uh, sometimes you gotta call in security. But, <laughs> but no, it was definitely, it was definitely refreshing because it's like I look at these kids and I kind of like think back and and kind of reminisce and like you know this this is I remember doing something like this being in this position now it's like reverse and I'm like a whole new appreciation for like what teachers have to go through yeah absolutely uh, especially for like because you, you have your like homeroom teachers but you also have the teachers that are just like there for like a subject and it's uh -huh. like a different kind of uh kind of chemistry that you have with the kids doing that yeah. and it's even like weirder for like a substitute because you kind of pop in they're like who's you're this guy you're temporary yeah yeah but luckily if you show up enough times they give you a little bit of respect and then it's like okay they start to know you yeah yeah so it was it was definitely a fun experience yeah um, that first year um and then towards the end of it i was like getting ready for an actual job <laughs> yeah it, it, i mean it sounds like it definitely you know in a professional aspect like how you said you know time management um, speaking, organizing, you know, dealing with all sorts of personalities and, and skill levels. And yeah. so, yeah. Um, so now you, you kind of got out of subbing and then you branched out. Yeah. I, luckily I, uh, a friend of mine, I passed by happenstance recommended I apply to the local print shop, which is literally around the block from where I lived. And, um, when he told me this, I did so, threw him down as a reference, and I got the job. Um, now, this print shop um, was was very hands-on experience because uh, we did printmaking on just about anything you could wear. Uh, we did embroidery. Uh, we did uh, vinyl cutting. Uh, and we did trophy making. So we had a little hands in, like, basically everything. And it was a lot to learn, but it was really fun. Um, they put me on, they basically, the first question they asked me was like, do you know how to use the pen tool? And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but that's like the bare minimum. So I go in there and I'm, I'm making stuff in Illustrator uh, for, for clients based on project specifications. But that's just, you know, the fanciest it'll get because for the most part, it was a lot of, taking the client's orders and just like making something that you hope they like and if they don't redo it yeah uh, and when they do then you get it ready for print you set up the file uh you print out films and you hand it off to production and they make it happen and there's definitely like that uh learning a lot about communication among uh your teammates because um you know customer service has to communicate to the art department art department has to communicate to the production and production talks to customer service if they need to be, if they can't do something they can make changes tell the client they come back to the art department it's very cyclical mm -hmm. and it was something that you know was very important to develop because if you you know miscommunication on the team 
makes mistakes and you don't want to do that when you're making a thousand of something. Um, so I learned a lot of that and I also learned um, the skills themselves like you know what it takes to uh, make a print for a shirt work uh, because it's not as simple as just printing like a paper. Um, and then I learned embroidery. Uh, embroidery is a very mentally taxing process when, I, when you're first learning it but in time it's something that uh, really you know really tests your skills and understanding um, things like uh, order placement and the threading and all this um, but it was fun mm -hmm. um, of course trophy making a very hands-on experience uh, basically assembling pieces like Legos um, into something that you know a kid's gonna hold when they win something so it's like it's got to be uh, done well, has can't fall apart, yeah. and you have to make sure the kid's name ain't spelled wrong mm -hmm. because that's like the worst possible <laughs> thing. Um, so it was a lot of a lot of different pieces, you know, assembling the trophies and lasering the names and all that. And sometimes you'd have to laser on acrylic, you know, those big glass kind of uh -huh. uh, trophies. You know, make sure you don't you do those properly. Make sure they're clean and present them. Um, and we also did vinyl and vinyl. Uh, going out into the field and having to apply it is probably the most, uh, I would say, the most exercising job because you know you drive out to wherever where they bring the truck to you and you have to go physically kind of line it up, make sure everything is good, and then just up, you know, press it down and all this. And it was like a lot of steps for a lot of things and uh -huh. it was a lot to keep in mind. It was like going back to school and learning all this I, stuff. Yeah, I was about to say it sounds like a lot of our design classes where you're, you know, you're considering you know, type treatment and, you know, computer versus printed out in your hand and, you know, how it's going to, like, look and feel and, and uh, you know, exploring different mediums and stuff like that. So yeah. you're able to apply, you know, skills from all aspects of life into this and acquire things for whatever you're moving forward with. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm glad I did it all. Like, you know, as a job, it was all right. But the environment was pretty okay. I had great co-workers. Uh, customer service was always understanding. We always worked together with each other. Uh, production team was great. You know, there's a lot of energy all around. Um, but after almost two years of it, I felt it was time to kind of mosey on out of there because, um, you know, I felt like I needed to, uh, I think I deserved, you know, to make more because I was doing a lot, but mm -hmm. I don't. I didn't see myself climbing up that ladder anytime soon. It was, yeah. As a small business, it's just you know budgeting and all this. I'm like, well, I could be doing better, but it ain't gonna be here. So, yeah. um, another opportunity presented itself where I'd be uh, working with uh, uh, Univision, mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, that sounds like a big deal. Can I do it? And the important thing to note is that I've always been kind of hesitant on taking certain opportunities and like there's been many times where I've been presented like oh you can do this job and I was like nah sounds too big for me yeah so you asked me two years prior if I would take the Univision job I probably would have been no yeah I said flat out no but this time I really thought and I thought about it and I, I saw how much I changed and I looked back and I'm like let's do it yeah let's give it a shot so I did um and that was like end of December I would say like midway through the summer, and I was like, how much time left? Oh, is it going to pick me? So I go in for an interview, 
and go in for a second interview. And no one at work knows about this. I haven't told anyone. <laughs> so I'm coming to work. I'm leaving early. I, I'm suddenly changing to a second set of clothing and no one notices me and I can get out the door. Um, and it's, just, it's kind of funny thinking back because it's like they didn't expect anything. So when I got like, when they confirmed like, oh, you know, they think we'll pick you. You know, we'll send you email with all the stuff you could sign. And when, do you, when can you start? I'm like, January's fine. And they're like, okay, cool. So then like Christmas... I give everyone their gifts, and I'm like, guys, I gotta tell you something, you know, it's been fun working with you guys, but starting January 3rd, <laughs> I'm gonna be starting in June, and, and as I'm saying this, like, my production manager is just saying, oh, no, like, he knows what yeah. I'm gonna say. Oh, yeah, and giving them that notice. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just letting you guys know, this is gonna be my last, I almost said last day, but I'm like, there's a whole week yeah. <laughs> left in December, and... I'm like, can I use my vacation days? I'm like, no, we need oh, you. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, those, those are gone. So I'm like, sure, whatever. And they're, they all, you know, say congratulations. They're all going to miss me and all this. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I'm just happy to be out of here. Cause, <laughs> like, I don't want to go into nitpicking too much, but like, like I didn't, I didn't, I felt like I really didn't want to be it, there anymore. It was your, it was your time. It was my time. You know, I, I wanted to be, I, I was ready for the next pay grade, but mm -hmm. um, for the most part, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm bummed not seeing yeah. people anymore, but like, it, it was it was a necessity. So, mm -hmm. and I I felt good about myself enough that I I could move on to the next level because that second year was just like the two years there, like having you know having a full time job, making all that money. I I really rethought like some things about what I should do in life. Yeah, and like you know, graphic design is going to be a passion for me no matter what. But like, I felt like I can do other things yeah kind of ex exploring what you're capable of yeah so yeah. so kind of now you're you really started the new year like on a, you know a completely different level you're starting yeah you started you know a new job you're you know in a new kind of division of uh of work and expectations and environment i mean that's really one way to to start your year yeah um what was the transition like from you know the print shop to now you are you know working in in um like television yeah. um advertising deployment organization <laughs> um you know it's 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 basically it's like night and day you know um because one's a very creative job uh you're very kind of just working within certain specifications of the client but now it's like you know, still working through some specifications, but there's an order to things you have to follow. It's very organized, very neat, clean cut, and basically very little wiggle room to be creative. It's more like, you know, what's create, what can be creative in a job like that? And yeah, data, like, entry. data entry. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, oh, how I put this, this, the spots on the schedule could be creative, but that's about it. <laughs> um, but for the most part, it's very, it's very just, you know, kind of like cubicle kind of job. Mm -hmm. Um which, you know, it's it's nice. It's a good environment. It's a positive environment. People are nice. There's over, I think the number I got was 130 people working okay. in that single building. Yeah. And they it only exists because they kind of, like, consolidated all their divisions into different buildings across the country. And this building handles traffic for everything, mm -hmm. for all the Univision and Univision stations. Yeah. Um. So it's like kind of like okay, I'm in charge of basically this whole channel, this whole network for uh, bounce is mm -hmm. what I'm working on specifically. Yeah, and it's like 
it's it's kind of neat. It's kind of neat because it's like a lot of responsibility because anything you do is what plays on the air. Right. Everyone can see it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just got to make sure it's done right because <laughs> it goes back to the people who like, you know, put money down in the Are first place. For it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah, you know, you know, I'm still dealing with money, just a lot more money at once. Yeah. And like on a bigger scale. Yeah. But like very clean cut. Like there's no. It's it's hard to make. There's mistakes. not as, yeah. There's not as much room for error, you know, as, as compared to like making sure like the you know spacing for stitching and and like you know it's 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 a lot more streamlined. Yeah, it's like a it's like I I word I put it like this. It's just basically like working with a giant puzzle. Uh, you know, a puzzle has uh, maybe maybe one solution, mm-hmm. but like everything you need is right there, and all you got to do is like. I think of like a Rubik's cube, but like yeah. you just gotta do it a certain way, and you got it. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, while you're creating stuff, it's like there's all these possibilities, um, but only one will work for the client. So you just gotta try everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's very different. It's very, you know, very. It, it definitely puts to rest one side of my brain and gives me time to just kind of like relax that side because, you know, past two years of running around trying to make sure things are right for the client. If they're not, you gotta fix them up right then and there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. It's very, it's very stressful. It's very stress-inducing, but now it's, like, more relaxed. Yeah. And that's, like, just, like, I just had myself in mind when I switched jobs. It was, like, I need to relax. That's, I need to chill. And yeah, that. that's really important. So do you think this is um, going to be something, you know, a path that you want to, you know, go on and explore more? Or do you see yourself maybe, you know, at some point branching out into different, you know, other divisions? Mm, no, it, it's because it, they do have... Like, there is the possibility of me going into video production for Univision. Okay. And I do have a background that I did that for four years on and off with a previous uh, kind of uh, production company who, funny enough, made programming for Univision. <laughs> so Everything relates. It is connected. You know, it's funny. I saw those selling people because they do, like, an award show every year. Right. I saw them show up at my previous job okay. trying to get a plaques ordered, <laughs> and I made their plaques. So, like, they... they I don't, I don't remember them seeing me because there's, like, an opening that you have to walk by to get to the laser. So, like, I saw them at the customer service desk. But I'm you like, know. Yeah, I'm like, oh, man. Worlds <laughs> are colliding. Yeah, so, and and now I'm, like, working on the station. So it's like, I can never get away from that. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I could say a lot of things about my previous job, but, you know, learning what I did, I kind of feel, like, thankful for that, at least, uh-huh. um, despite, you know, various working conditions or whatever. Whatever happened, like, that's, that's water under the bridge. What matters is what it's developed me into because Absolutely. good or bad, it shapes who we are. Everything does, yeah. yeah. And I, I made changes to myself these previous couple of years, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started uh, my previous job, you know, I was just happy to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very different for me. You know, growing up, we didn't have a lot coming in. And, you know, mm-hmm. with, it's hard for a single parent. So finally being able to have a little bit more of that independence, being able to help my family back. It's it's a great feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. I st- I eventually got my own car. Well, I learned to drive first of all because <laughs> I you, you weren't yeah yeah I was I wasn't I was always I was definitely afraid of that, but I feel like surmount like surmounting that was just my big my first big step because yeah. it's like you know there's no point in fearing something like that if if it means uh, changing how you live. So being able to drive, having a car, you know, changing on my wardrobe, just switching things up. Having my own, having like... Kind of becoming yourself. Yeah, so it's like, you know, now I'm not, I don't feel like restricted by like what I can do. It's like, the the limit is 
is what I can think of. And I yeah. just it felt liberating, you know. And then I went, like, I think towards the end of last year, I was, like, thinking about for a long time, like, you know, it's going to get it's gonna get crazy, you know. They're going to want me to do crazier stuff on this job um, because my coworker, he goes out and applies the big vinyl while I'm less inside. Usually I help him sometimes, but, like, you know, I've never been sent. I've been sent on my own maybe once or twice, and it was very like, scary, but I'm going to expect a lot more of that. Yeah. Not expecting a higher pay, but whatever. So... I figured if I start working on myself, start caring more about myself, and instead of like worrying over worrying about things that I don't need to worry about, then I could probably possibly get enough, you know, build enough confidence, whatever, to get leave this place. Yeah. So like I like decided uh, I changed the I, I changed the way I eat I ate, mm-hmm. um, and then six months later I'm sitting down sixty pounds. Yeah. So like. Um, it was very, I, cause I wanted, I wanted, the key thing is people seem to don't understand is that health is very important. Absolutely. And if, if, you know, I was inspired because I see people, I saw, I saw somebody at my work just, you know, had a lot of energy and whatever. It's like, you know, I need some, I need me some of that. Energy. Yeah. I need to yeah. be able to do, if I'm going to match, if I'm going to go to the next level, I'm going to be able to match that. Right. Be able to stay awake all day and all this and do yeah. so much more. Yeah. And it's like. You know, you can't you can't race in a car that's you know, it has its parts to be replaced. So mm-hmm. it's like I gotta get this I gotta step it up. So I took I just took life more seriously in that matter and I started, you know, I don't I don't drink I stopped drinking soda. Real now looking back like I never really needed it. Like yeah. people grow addicted to it mm-hmm. and all this, you know, that and juices and like I just switched to water and like exercise and it was like it became routine and it's like the one thing I'm good at is building a routine, so that's what I did. And then suddenly I'm, like, a different person. Yeah. And I was, like, feeling a lot better about myself. I'm, like, I think I'm ready. You know, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to, you know, get... Yeah, because I, I put my mind to it. and like, it's, like, all right, time to, you know, start filling out stuff, looking back at my stuff. And then I was, like, I don't know if I'm going to do graphic design because that opportunity came up. I'm, like, right. let's put it to the side. Because yeah. in the end, it was, like, I started a job and it's, like, I got to rethink some things. Yeah. Um, some more. Yeah, it's it's um, it's awesome because you kind of like literally transitioned yourself into the next topic yourself. Um, the idea of of self care and uh, you know, really you know, finding yourself and and finding what you know works, um, you know, to kind of fuel you in, in all areas. And I think um, it's almost like you know, finally like becoming an adult. You know, like yeah. you're kind of in college, you're still kind of a kid. Um, you know. Diff- you know, despite any, um, you know, personal at home, um, you know, experiences that you're going through and, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, a few years out really finding what works. Um, so you, you mentioned, um, you know, like fixing your, your diet and, you know, getting, you know, more active and all of that. So what are some other maybe, uh, methods of like self-care that you're, you know, that you do for yourself to kind of keep you in line, keep you like creatively inspired. This could, you know, like you said, be um, the health aspects, but even, you know, I know you, you know, like video games and, and, you know, playing with things, you know, in your off time, what kind of keeps you going? Um, well, it's, it's funny because I love video games, but I love working on all the different things I can work on. Yeah. And 
I think what's kept me kind of going this past like decade was finding new interests to kind of develop into another skill set. Um, unfortunately, this kind of like up like like past couple of years, I, I maybe haven't had enough time for video games. Yeah. So it's kind of like I feel bad, but like like I'm making stuff. It's, it's still there. It's still there. I still my room's crammed with them. It's a backlog. <laughs> it's like people who's like, oh, I gotta binge watch this on Netflix. Like, man, I got games. For miles that I gotta play, and it's, just, it's like that never-ending stack of books. Like I've yeah. got two right here, and not read yet. <laughs> yeah, you know, my, my both my sisters, they're they're into books, so it's like, you know, like I I I don't got space for books. Yeah, you know, and it's like I built this collection of games. I'm like, all right, now I feel I feel you, you know, because my older sister has like shelves and shelves of books. I'm like, ah, oh, that's that's crazy. You know, why yeah. would you have so many books? You know, like I understand love of reading, but like, you know, it's like she wants them physically. She doesn't want them digitally, and then like. Yeah, you know, I'm a good thing. I'm my my whatever I like is under control. And then I look mm. at my shelves. I'm like, oh god, I'm terrible. <laughs> you know, because I, I I have all these games. I'm like, I want to play them, but yeah. instead I kind of focus on like working on other projects. And that's like kind of like uh, where I go to like kind of rest my mind. You know, mm-hmm. keep it busy with something else, which is weird enough. But no, like, yeah, yeah, because I I work all day. But then it's like, all right. I can still keep going, and the best way to relax is just work on something that's not my job. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was kind of bad at my last job because I work on the computer, doing stuff all day, and I come home and like I don't feel like doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. So now with this job, the biggest plus for me is that I'm I'm not on all day. Yeah. You know, I'm focused on this particular type of work. When I get home, I got, you know, I'm I've got that creative charge that I can still work on stuff, and that's what I kind of explained to them, like. I want to look at this job as kind of a break from being creative so I can focus on just living a better life and then having my free time dedicated towards what I work on because I do work on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the kind of things that you like working on? Um, I do, I have, uh, I've worked, I, I collaborate with friends to kind of work on specific things like uh, we have ideas for like very small like video games. Mm-hmm. Um, because despite not you know not getting into that field, it's something I kind of like picked up on um, in high school again. Because for uh, two projects, or one project I did something else for another project, but one project was basically a, a Spanish project, and it was basically a history lesson. I told that history lesson in a form of a video game. Okay. So very very early kind of, I think it was like around. 2000, I guess, uh, five or six. No, I think I was like in my, uh, I think I was in my senior year actually. In my senior year, I dedicated like all this time to like learning a specific program on how to make RPGs. Mm-hmm. And then I was in Spanish class and he presented this project. I'm like, I have an idea. Yeah. So then I spent time like at school, um, on like my mom's old laptop, just like working on it because I. There was there was not enough time to like uh, program a game, put all this information in it, and then have it work because uh-huh. there's a lot of play testing that needs to be done. You know, I was a one man development team, mm-hmm. and it just shows to show how much work goes into something like this and all that. So, having done that in high school, I kind of like bring it up every so often. Like, oh, you know, my friends are like, oh, we gotta make a game. And I'm like, sure, let's do that. So, like, we, like, on and off be working on specific games, just kind of, like, or at least conceptually, because, you know, a concept might not work out, but we, like, just, like, sitting there just thinking about things, like, oh, what can we do? 
uh, you know, how would we approach it and all this. And my friends got good ideas and I like to, my favorite thing is like helping them make it happen because I have my own ideas, but like if they have their ideas, a bigger idea, if they have a lot more thought out, I, I don't mind putting my time towards something like yeah. that because helping my friends out was one of my favorite things, you know, yeah. whether it be making a video game or if we're working on, a, I don't know, a, a, a idea for uh, like a podcast or something. Yeah. Because I think around 2010, I also try to do like a podcast kind of thing. Uh-huh. Because, yeah, but that was like way before podcasts were a thing. Yeah, so it was like, <laughs> I didn't know, I like, I was like, oh, I'll do it on video games, whatever. So like... I met up with a friend, we met online, and we just kind of had this idea of like, oh, you know, this is what we can do, can we meet up weekly to do it, whatever, uh-huh. and like, it worked out kind of, sort of, but I kind of barely knew what I was doing, yeah. you know, I had, the, I had the program to record things, there would be music playing at certain points, I kind of had like the technical side down, but like, actually producing it, trying to like, you know, we talked about things, but then it was like, something that couldn't go on it wasn't the right time and place basically right um i wanted to kind of put that on hold until i can i guess find my own space to do it mm-hmm. okay. and and that's something i'm actually gearing towards now like i don't know if we're, i'm just going to talk about this next big project because yeah. um now that i'm making what i'm making and kind of having the time to do so this summer i'm going to be moving out Okay. Into my apartment, my own apartment yeah. by myself. Okay. And when I thought about it, I'm like I could do so much. Yeah. So like the, when I mentioned earlier, I was rethinking some things at the beginning of this year. That's what I was kind of rethinking. Like you know, I'm a graphic designer, but um, you have so do, much more to offer. Yeah. So like think you know, talking things over with some friends, um, kind of figuring out what I've done so far, what I've made, what I can do. You know, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm feeling good enough that I can go into uh, podcasting again, uh-huh. going into live streaming, you know, playing video games for people to watch just like in my own way, because I've seen it done and it's, it's less about being successful, but being able to bring some form of entertainment out there. And that's basically wanted to do yeah you know? I, feel, I feel like that's kind of like your your motto like going back to helping your friends goes back to your art interview of like just wanting to do something that makes you happy serves others and like makes them happy yeah so it yeah. seems like everything's kind of all coming together <laughs> yeah I, have this, I just have this like i don't know if it's stubbornness or something but i don't like it's weird to me to just like give up on something like if i if i say i'm gonna do something that's following this mantra of mine i'm not gonna not pursue it yeah. i want to do it you know and like it's uh, a, it's allowing this space to open you know like you have these ideas it's just allowing things to develop 2010 podcasting is so much different than 2017 podcasting yeah, yeah. so yeah and, and my friends they, they're they're wild they're crazy they <laughs> have funny ideas like i've always been kind of like this kind of like by the book kind of guy because I'm like, oh, if we could do at least this, then it'll work. But yeah. they, they always want to go off script or whatever. So then they kind of help inspire me kind of like... It's a good balance. Yeah, they inspire me to like pursue like a different kind. Because the podcast I had before was something very hard to kind of keep consistent. But yeah. now it's like, we'll just keep the name, but like throw out the concept and just like 
do something a little bit more yeah. off script and just have fun with it, you know, yeah. and with my friends this time around mm -hmm. that I've developed this kind of like rapport with this we have this relationship now, it's much more different than anything I've had before and it's like something that could make a good entertainment at least to us podcast yeah. and it's, it's like, the, the passion that's gonna drive it. The passion's definitely gonna drive it because my friends, you know, they wanted they have their own dreams and it's like knowing these people for a long as long as I have you know, it's 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 an, it's just continuously inspiring. You know, we all have our down days, but I'm always trying to be there to like help them out of it because yeah, even though I, like even I have my down days, but Absolutely. I try to pick I pick myself up and like it's a positive these, mentality. Yeah, so like some people can't pick themselves up. It's like you, they need help, so I'm like always trying to go on my way to try to help them as best I can. Yeah, um, because you know these people that I know, it's like you know we kind of know each other because. You know, we don't have as many people in our actual lives that can understand us or support mm -hmm. us in the way we want need to. Yeah. So, like, we've kind of come together to kind of help each other out in that way that no one else really could. Yeah. And it's it's kind of important to have at least, you know, at least a couple people like that in your life. Um, no matter where you live in the country or, mm -hmm. or in the world, you know, it's it's hard to come by the right kind of person. But, you know, I feel like the internet has opened up this pathway where oh you my gosh, can yeah. meet up these other people. And it's like, you know, it's kind of hard. It, it's, it's kind of weird, like, talking to a person and and they end up actually, like, living in, like, Missouri or Mississippi or California. Yeah. It's like, you don't think about that. You just think about them as your friend. They could also honestly be geographically close to you. I don't yeah. know if you've encountered that. Like, I've, I know a few people. Uh, I know a couple of people who live in Jersey, New York. Uh, PA, um, like a lot of people on the East Coast, and it's like, you know, it's kind of fun to think like we could feasibly just meet up. Yeah. And uh, some of them have met up, you know, and I'm planning to, I'm hoping to, because I've just been waiting for the right time and moment to like, yeah. have money to be able to mm -hmm. drive out and all this. And it's it's kind of like it's like planning like that, having that kind of hope for for interesting meetups for like like that or new it's, experiences. It's it's kind it of empowering. Yeah, and yeah, that's kind of um, a good segue to the topic of like you know the internet um the digital world social media um i think for creatives i think that social media and the internet is like one of the best things you're able to connect on you know various um platforms and um you know i know you're talking about i have some of my best friends i met on the internet you know and in some instances it took you know a few years to finally actually again have the funds and the availability to meet and you know I think it's it's art and creative, you know, I, I think, honestly, any, you know, area can be very isolating and you don't feel like every, you know, people in your circle get have the same mentality and everything, but there's, you know, there's people on the internet that are like, they can be carbon copies of you. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's, that's so exciting, you know, to know and have, um, how do you feel, um, you know, about like social media and I guess maybe marketing or anything like that as far as um, pursuing these paths like have you you know the impact of them um, social media is a very important aspect I know a lot of illustrators online um, who are doing the best to kind of put their name out there and they've utilized things like Tumblr or Twitter um, things like that to kind of put you know put their art up and then be able to follow others who would follow back and mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, be part of that web of uh, creativity that spreads. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I 
I look at my friends and how they kind of, you know, they ask for advice. I see how they're doing it. I kind of bring up suggestions, you know. I, I come from a very academically art background. So, like, my friends who are creative but haven't been to, like, art college or mm -hmm. whatever, I try to give them that kind of perspective. Like, oh, you need, like, a portfolio, a solid portfolio. This is what they certain people would look for. You know, I do the research and be like, okay, maybe you can have these kind of pieces and then these kind of pieces, these kind of pieces. Oh, but you don't have any of these pieces. You should work on something like that. Yeah. And I remember numerous times when different friends just kind of like walking them through like, okay, this piece would be good. This piece would also be good, but you might want to go with this piece because it would, it would complement this other piece. Yeah. Because I just remember like... Think of our, like, our, our, I th I'm thinking of my portfolio, like branding, logo, you know, packaging, exactly. you know, like editorial, um, digital, you know, like, yeah, really. Yeah. And it's like, they make stuff creatively. They, they're free to do that. But like certain things like presenting a portfolio has to be done. I feel like usually in a certain way, depending on who you're going to. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're like, let's say an animator who's like approaching Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network, like you need, uh specific things that they're looking for mm -hmm. in your portfolio if you if you're gonna if you're gonna be even considered yeah and it, it's tough it's 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 not easy you know but you the you know social media makes that you can find people who can sympathize sympathize with you and you're able to talk back and forth about understanding more about what it takes to get in that industry and all that you know uh for illustrators or for graphic designers or web designers or etc product designers mm -hmm. you know any, anyone who's creative can utilize it because you know it's not about just sharing the work but understanding uh the person behind the work the and creating be, and finding the community yeah and being part of something like that is it's really important you know i you know i've seen my friends i've known these people for like maybe like seven around seven years and we were just we occasionally just kind of reminisce like think about way back because um you know, we're all different, like, ages, and we come from different backgrounds, different states, different parts of the world, and we're pursuing different things. You know, I'm a graphic designer, they're an illustrator, another person's, like, videography, you know, and some other person's a writer, another person's a musician, this other person's a musician, all these different people. Like, you know, you, you get to know these people, and it's all different. You would have never met these kind of people in Even real what, life. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting, and in in the approach to kind of, like, speaking with these people is a lot different, because... You know, sometimes they, they, they're here for the same reasons a lot of us are, are on the internet, you know. It's hard to find people to even talk to. So mm -hmm. they, an important thing I always keep in mind, whether online or offline, is to have an open mind, to be understanding. Absolutely. Because I feel like art is basically that. Like, if you're looking at art, you're basically lending your eyes to, you know, uh, get, in, get an understanding of the person who made it. Mm -hmm. So, like, being able to talk with these people and kind of listen to their problems and see what's the best way to approach it it's probably the problem solver side of me or me caring too much but i always try to do my best for that person yeah. it's just kind of like you know it's it's less about taking pity but it's more about just you know wanting to feel for them wanting to really sympathize and try to help them out because we all need somebody to help yeah. us out you know that's very important that's like that's why we have creativity as an outlet yeah because that's something that i don't feel i feel like a lot of people you know, who could be creative or maybe stinted by something like in their environment that's stopping them from, you know, yeah. bringing that out. So it's like, I think like a lot of the younger folk, you know, younger kids who who lack that kind of space to do creative things, it's kind of sad. Yeah. You know, kind of see, it's sad seeing stuff like that being taken away nowadays. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, that stuff is like, 
slowly it's just dwindling it's kind of yeah. like depressing it's like where's what's going to happen next you know, yeah but yeah there, there's hope in like you know a new dimension of you know the generations coming you know and i think uh, everything you said was you know like so spot on about um you know finding yourself and developing connection and it's also you know as much as almost like a karma thing as much as you you put yourself out there and help others if you ever need that you know everyone's you know is the, is going to be there when you need it and um you know your any kindness and generosity you know even if it doesn't play back directly it's going to you know it's going to come back and um yeah yeah i'm blessed to have known the people i do now because despite being so spread out you know i finally have and helping them with their projects, I, I finally, f I, I, I asked them, like, very modestly, like, guys, I have an idea for something, can you guys help me out with it? So then, um, collectively, we came together, and there there's something I can't immediately talk about, yeah. because it's like, it's you like, guys are we, working on it. We, 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 wanna, we wanna see if we can put something out there first. Yeah. Because I just, I'm, I'm hoping that it works out because we can all plan things, you know, we plan things and it doesn't work out, but like this is, I feel like beyond the planning stage, it's yeah. like we're actually doing something, it's... but I want to like have it solidified oh, before yeah. I just like announce it. Right. Um, but my podcast thing, my, that thing is def on my own, just definitely doing that this summer. Yeah. And I'll, I'm hoping to, you know, update you with links. And oh, like... absolutely. The, the webpage I'll have associated with this conversation. Um, I'm kind of, I, I do want it to kind of be like a, you know, kind of a landing page, so um, links will be updated, you know, in the, t in you know, whatever timing of everything, so stay tuned for that. Do you have anything to offer, um, you know, someone starting out or um, pursuing a creative path? Maybe, you know, they're maybe in their, you know, you know, 20s now or, you know, anyone who might be listening to this, um, just any kind of advice. Um, I would say... I guess the thing that kind of spoke out to me loudest from the people I've met is that um, no matter how hard they work on something, the one thing that'll probably hold them back the most is probably their mental health. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to take care of yourself and kind of look at your environment, see what's affecting you, and take care of yourself before anything else in order to pursue something seriously. Because one moment, you might feel like, oh, I can do anything. I can, I I have this plan, I have this idea, I'm going to go for it. And then the mo next moment, you're like completely wiped, you have no energy, you're just, just depressed. And it's like, so many people just don't tackle that issue enough. Um, you know, you try giving them advice, but like, you're not sure if that advice is getting through to them properly. So definitely make sure you're in the right mindset. And... Uh, after doing that, try to maintain it, and then be sure to, whatever you pursue, complements that happiness. Yeah. Because you don't want to just do something just for the money, or just because somebody else thought it was a good idea. You want something that you feel is right inside, um, so that pursuing it isn't just feel like a chore. Mm -hmm. Because I know a lot of people who are like, they have this one idea, and they feel like it's just a, such a chore, and they be like, well... Try something slightly different, and they go for that, and suddenly a new dream is born, mm -hmm. you know? So, but it's, like, the one thing that always holds people back is just, like, how they see themselves, how they feel in general, and just care for yourself, you know? I, I felt like I needed to care about myself 
So I did, and I have a ton more energy. I'm able. To, I feel like I can do anything. You know, I know a young young kid with with allergies and no wanting to get into sports. It was like I felt like I was stuck indoors. But nowadays, you know, most of that's gone. Like I can do whatever. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I strap on my boots in the morning. I'm like, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. I walk out <laughs> with confidence with my chest puffed out, and yeah. it's like uh, people always say, you know, you gotta be more confident in yourself. And I'm like. I'm taking that to heart because that's just something everyone needs, yeah. I believe. That's that's such I think that's such a amazing piece of advice and it's something I've I you know, have dealt with personally mm-hmm. um over the last few years with different things and I think that's something that you almost think it should be second nature, mm-hmm. but you really do need to remind people about that because they you know, they are thinking about ten thousand other things except for themselves and not realizing um I, I spoke at an event at Rowan the other night, and um, one thing I said was taking care of yourself. I said, do you want to show up to the party with 10% battery life mm-hmm. or 75? Because by the end of the night, there isn't going to be a charger, and right. you, you're going to fizzle out fast, yeah. or you're going to be able to endure what you're doing. So I think that's an, an awesome thing, especially how you've explained you know your journey with that and how it's affected you. Um, so now we're kind of wrapping things up. Do you have any questions for me? Mm, I'm curious. I know you've been asked, where do you see this going? Mm -hmm. Do you, I I know you said like, you know, got to reach out to real people, but do you have plans of maybe doing like long distance interviews at some point? Like in versus like us here in person? Yeah. Like if like you can't reach a person, like someone's in. Italy or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, one of my friends, um, you know, when I was kind of building my list, uh, she is out in California mm-hmm. or Arizona. Or she was kind of in between there. And, uh, you know, we were talking and I was saying how I'd like to do, I didn't, honestly didn't realize at the, at the time, because I think she was back in town, that, uh, that she was out there. So, um, obviously don't always have the funds to travel to everyone. Mm. Um, so yeah, definitely going to explore, um, some of those methods. I also have another friend, um, in India, uh, who's kind of in India and Dubai, um, that I would love to talk to. Mm-hmm. He's very, very far. Yeah. And I know that we are going to have to communicate electronically. So yeah, I think as I start you know, continue to, um, develop this and kind of find, you know, how to work things like this conversation. We're actually on a microphone instead of a cell phone. (laughs) Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, you know, to be able to get that, that reach because I don't want to, you know, have to halt conversations if I'm not able to communicate with them, you know, in person. But a lot of my goal is to, you know, be able to reconnect with people in person. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, time, money, distance is definitely a factor but um yeah so i think that that kind of covers that yeah that sounds that sounds good i'm glad you're doing something like this this is like pretty exciting stuff like when i was when you first approached me about it i was like i don't know maybe like i had to look (laughs) and looked into it like i guess she's serious about it sure okay i'll give it a shot like i wasn't sure if there was like a long list, like, my answer was dependent. I was like, I don't know what's special about me or anything. Uh, no. I'm not, I'm no big deal, but sure, I'll, I'll get in on it, so. No, I I loved this conversation, and yeah, I've 
honestly just been asking everyone that's been, you know, I'm going back to Rowan, um, you should maybe go to, if you you know, your work schedule, uh, senior graphic design show is on mm-hmm. is in a couple weeks and I'm excited to see some of the students, um, you know, reconnect with any alumni that's coming back, seeing the professors, um, yeah, it's all staying connected on and offline, yeah, yeah. I think is the most exciting and, and fun point of this. Um, yeah, so is there anything else you want to say while you have a platform? Or um, Yeah, I just want to thank Jackie for having me on. Thanks um, for coming on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad to say what I needed to say. You know, People aren't, I guess... I don't know how Jackie like or anyone really saw me back in school, but I you look great like, now. And yeah, thank you. You know, <laughs> it's the same. You know, it's just, I'm glad. I'm glad someone's like willing to. People always ask me, like, you don't say anything, like, because I got nothing to say. But now, I guess, I kind of do. Yeah, so. it, it's so funny you say that because I was. Um, you were, you know, like you said, you were kind of a observer more than an engager. Yeah, I was a I was a wallflower. Yeah, and, but I always I knew that there were, you know. There was something in there, and, and it's so exciting to now have this conversation, and I know that there are going to be other, you know, our peers listening to this, and now they're hearing yeah, everything. Yeah. I'm really prepared for that. I'm like, you know, everyone's going to hear this. <laughs> I better get what I need to say out. Yeah. Like, but nothing, nothing bad. I hold, honestly, like, I hold nothing against any, any, you know, fellow student. It's like, you know, people, people, people tend to look at the quiet kids like, oh man, they're probably thinking like we're all like do- yeah, doofuses or something. But like, I, I, I thought you guys were all talented people, and I was just kind of like, kind of like, like worried I wouldn't match up to you guys' oh, skill no. level. But I'm like, but I'm like, maybe my my talents lie elsewhere. But I think deep down, I'm still a graphic designer, but I, I'm just branching out to so many different you've things. Got, that, you've got so many tools that you're, you know, you're working with. So. Yeah, I just hope that I can can you know keep up the good work and provide you know whoever's listening with stuff to look forward to yeah because that's, that's, that's I'm ex- super excited to see what's coming down the road yeah so yeah. yeah well thank you everyone to listening and yeah all right bye-bye bye <laughs>